City Jerks, we're back. Took a break. For the holidays. We tried to record an episode, but it stunk and I didn't put it out. It was really bad. It was pretty bad. Cutting room floor material. Neither of us would sign off on it. No. But we're back. So far, there's only been two episodes we haven't published. Not bad. Both pretty bad. Yeah. Do you think there's any other episodes that we could have not published? I mean, all of them. All of them, yeah. Sometimes uh, Monkey Master tells me that we go too heavy on poop talk, to which I disagree entirely. Monkey Master, why are you ashamed of your own poop? But he says he says sometimes we go gross, uh, we go too gross, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it's too gross. But you know, everybody has their own personal opinion about things. What's your personal opinion? I think we're good. Um, I think we're keeping it real, keeping it one hundred, ten toes on the ground. Ten toes down. That's how we play it. Ten toes down. Yeah, that's a that's a tough condition, man. People get hammer toes. Yeah, I knew I dated a girl with a hammer toe. Was it sexy? Uh, no. I mean, I barely noticed it. It's just what she called it. Like, I don't really know. She had one toe that was just kind of like always in a death grip. No, I think a hammer toe is like oh the end of it kind of splays out more like it's like more of like a pad at the end so just like the tip of the no that's that's not a hammer toe that's not a hammer toe hammer toe is when like they're they're like curled into the toe or curled into the body of the foot really yeah oh no her toe just kind of looked like a hammer like it was just like bit one toe was just like bigger on the tip basically yeah that's just weird she was a weird girl she's just a genetic freak she had in her on her labia majorum, mm-hmm. majora, majorum, uh, majora, majora. Her labia majora had a natural perforation in it to okay. where she could just put like you know earrings in it or like whatever. You know, what I mean, she could like just hang stuff in it. Just had so a, it had a little hole in it. Yeah, it just had a, like nat- a Swiss cheese lab. Yeah, a Swiss cheese a Swiss cheese lab. Man, I gotta say, uh, with the recent holidays having been around, my favorite part of Hanukkah was the labia menorah. Yeah. This, you know, just get my shamish in there. <laughs> uh, you were just visiting. Uh, yeah, I was in Atlanta. Old man, Mark for Ten days. The Riblet King. Seeing Papa Ron. Yeah, your dad's uh, name is Ron. Ronald Marks. Yeah. Ronald Marks. Ron Marks. What's his middle name? Jan. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's like, weird, right? Like the Beach Boys. Is it, are they named Jan? I think there's a Jan in the Beach Boys. Oh, maybe that used to be like a masculine middle name. Yeah. But then the Brady Bunch happened, mm. and it was Jan, Jan, Jan. Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, did some shows, lifted some weights, nice. ate a lot of food. Your dad show you any revolutionary or top secret uh, food meats? So what he's working on, food meats? Uh, he invented the 
The real, no, no, he's working in dairy now. Oh, he's a dairy man. He's working on uh, this Labna project. Do you know mm-hmm. familiar with Labna? No. It is a Middle Eastern soft cheese. Okay. It's kind of like somewhere between Greek yogurt and cream cheese. And is it sweet? No, no, it's uh, savory. You could make it sweet, but okay. it's savory in its base form. Okay. And it's got kind of the thickness and spreadability of cream cheese, but it's it's lighter. Goat, sheep? Cow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the family that makes those big packs of baklava that you can get at Costco, Okay. Uh, they want to start branching out into Labne. Okay. And they found my dad through a friend of a friend. And yeah, he was their guy. And now he's working on Labna. Labna prototypes. Was he like viscosity? Like, what's he playing around with? Yeah, you know, viscosity, uh, culture blend, tang, mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a couple different variations. There's like the plain Labna. There was a spicy Labna he had for me to try that was mm, delicious. What was the spices? Uh, what were the spices? Uh, Anato pepper. Okay. And I think Chipotle. Interesting. Get a little smoke. It was a little smoke. Yeah, and one more, and I think uh, red pepper. Okay. Yeah, those three. And it was was cool because it was really – you didn't taste it at all at first because the milk fat kind of buffered your tongue. But then as you kind of finished the flavor, yeah, yeah, it got actually quite spicy. So, yeah. Sounds all right. Look for it. It's like a spread. What would you use it for? Like a dip? It, it, it's either a dip or a spread. Okay. Like you would need something hearty, yeah. something rigid if you were going to dip it. More than a pita chip. A pita chip is great. Okay. But like, you know, I had a bag of pita chips. The big full pita chips were fine, but kind of the half right. shards of pita chip. Couldn't take it. Couldn't take it. They would break in the labna. Drowning. <laughs> uh, would you put it on a sandwich? You could put it on a sandwich. You need to kind of pile it on th- a little thick. Um, what could that be good with? That could be good with like uh, smoked turkey and uh, yeah, yeah, smoked turkey would raw, be good. Raw thin sliced onions. Thin sliced onions. Um, maybe on like a Monte Cristo, it would be good. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, it could be a good, good complement to the jam. I do love instead, a Monte Cristo. instead of whatever cheese is on the Monte Cristo. You use Cristo. Use Labne. Could be good. Monte Cristo, underrated sandwich. You don't see it too often either. I, I, I think it's highly rated. Like okay. it's a great sandwich. It's just not a part of the conversation. It's a, it's a rare delight. It's a rare delight. There was a place in Portland, Maine, I used to go to called Three Dollar Dewey's. One dollar Lookies, two dollar Feelies, three dollar Dewey's, and uh, they they had a Monte Cristo with a real Maine maple syrup, and it was pretty delectable. Did you ever eat at, uh, shit, what was that place? The French restaurant on Capitol Hill with the newsstand nope. in it. Don't Cafe even Press. That's what it was. I don't think I ever went there. Oh, it was fantastic. Fantastic French restaurant. It was like it was like a French breakfast restaurant and diner. Okay. It had really good croque madame and croque monsieur. Ooh, I do love those. They're fantastic. Those are, Americans don't know about those sandwiches. It's really yeah, it's really too bad. You know. Croque majeure with that's the one with ham, right? They're both with ham, and then the croque madame. I think it's got like a, it's either smothered in cheese or has an egg on top of it. One of those two, yeah, or maybe both. 
I thought they both had like I thought it was essentially a toad in the hole with and one had ham and one had like ham and cheese made. I don't know. I forget. But no, you, I, th- little, I think it's the croque madame is smothered in something. Yeah, I got a little yeah. spread of mustard. You have, to eat, on it, you there. have to eat it with a knife and fork. That one. Yeah. Yeah. I ate a lot of them in Paris and Brussels. Mm, yeah, a lot of lot of French influence. It's uh in Belgium. Yeah, street food. There you go. Uh, what do we eat there? We had this seafood pasta for uh, New Year's Eve. Okay. Super duper good. Uh, Is that the Feast of Seven Fishes? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? That's like an Italian thing. They do some sort of... No, I'm not familiar with that. Squingeely and uh, mussels and clams and Mm -hmm. seven different types of fish. It's a New Year's Italian thing. I think we had three different types of fish. Okay. It was like a... We each got like a lobster tail and a half. Damn. Giant shrimp. Hell yeah. And uh, Dungeness crab meat. All right. Probably would have been like a $70 plate at a restaurant. And uh, yeah. My, My dad, he's a recovering fat guy. Like, he's still a fat guy, but, like, he doesn't live all the way like a fat guy How anymore. How fat is he? Um, he's probably, like, 240. Okay. How tall is he? He's a little shorter than me. So, like... All right. Is it all gut? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, he's got skinny arms and legs yeah, and just yeah. a gut. He used to be way fatter. And so now, like, now he just kind of looks deflated uh-huh. a little bit. Because uh, he's doing it all through diet and like not really doing exercise at all. But whenever like me and my brother are there to visit, he uses it as an excuse to like throw down. Yeah, to like eat way too much food. Yeah, yeah. My grandpa would do that with liquor. He does it with food. Yeah, you know it's a celebration. I can't say no. Right, celebration. And it's probably like super good. Oh, it's super duper good. Yeah. What was that- uh? You said you did some shows in Hotlanta. What was that like? Yeah, I did a bunch of shows. Uh, you make any friends? So it was, it was a weird sensation because around Seattle, you know, I go I go to any open mic and there's people that I can hang with. Right. For the most part, any show there's someone to hang with. But there, like, I went the the first shows that I went to it was a Tuesday night, and it's like nobody would talk to me. Interesting. Where's that I, Southern hospitality? Hey, you know, I, I not there. Yeah. Not there among fucking weird autistic stand-up comedians. But, uh, you know, once once people saw me have, like, good sets, like, two or three nights in a row, they yeah, were all like, oh hey. oh, hey, you're cool. You're cool. It's like, oh, you came and people are already putting you on shows? What? So Did you get... Did you set shows up before you got there, or did you get most everything once you already like? I had two shows set up when I before I got there, and then got on two more shows Mm -hmm. just from networking with people. How Uh, how what's the vibe in Hotlanta right now? What's this? How would you compare it to Seattle in terms of pop overall population and uh, the amount of comedy available and the amount of comedians? And just tone of the city. I haven't been to Atlanta in a long time. I wouldn't say the comedy scene is really similar. Okay. Yeah, like people are more supportive. It's not really as competitive as I hear New York and L.A. are. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you'll go to mics and shows and there are people there to watch. Okay. Yeah, which is great. 
uh, I wasn't able to penetrate the upper echelons sure. of the scene I mean, that this was, much. Yeah, this, I mean, nor would you be expected to. Um, I, I would say there's probably more like heavy hitters and people with credits mm-hmm. running around in they Atlanta. They film a lot of stuff. They there. film a lot of stuff there. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a media hub and uh, it's a place that you could ostensibly be based out of compared to Seattle where you're kind of languishing. Yes. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw like two or three people who had been SNL writers who were really, really sharp. Interesting. Uh, this one, uh, and they're just presumably working on some other show in Atlanta or something. Yeah. Something like that. Or they used to be SNL writers. Uh, but this one Nepalese woman was super duper funny and, uh, my sister wouldn't stop heckling her. What? Oh, how embarrassing. They, they didn't know it was my sister. Sure. Yeah. Well, all right. What was what was she saying on stage, and then what was your sister saying? So, like, the the writer was doing that thing where, like, you pose a joke as a rhetorical question. Oh, no, yeah. And my sister would answer. I, I, I think what happened was she did, like... Was she drunk? No, no. She just has some difficulty with social cues okay. sometimes. Um but yeah, I, I think she had one like crowd work bit, and then that kind of looked like an invitation to my sister to keep talking. But it was fine. What happened? Uh, she was talking about it. He was like, "Oh, my my father was in a civil war growing up," and my sister's like, "Which one?" Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. She's fine. She did well enough. It wasn't like a big deal. That that wasn't a make or break show. Yeah. For her. I mean, honestly, which one is a pretty funny question. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it, it was very funny. Uh, yeah, that show, my dad and my sister came to, and I was talking to some comics backstage, and I mentioned to this girl that uh, my dad had invented the riblet. Yeah. And her eyes just lit up. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, Applebee's is my favorite restaurant. I love riblets. I go there every week for the two for 20 and was like, she huge and fat? She was Rubenesque. Okay. Like she, you know, she had some she had some body fat, but she, she was, was a, she was a riblet fan. She, she was good looking. Yeah. She was a good looking woman. Um and then this other guy, a guy who'd kind of helped me find some shows, uh, he got wind of it. And his whole set <laughs> ended up just being like asking my dad about like riblets and double crunch shrimp. Did your dad love it? Did he invent the double crunch shrimp? He too? did invent the double crunch shrimp also. Wow. Yeah. Basically, all the Applebee's favorites. Yeah. That's from him. Bourbon Street Shake, Steak, the Turkey Bacon Sandwich. Damn. Yeah, I know. Uh, and your dad's just eating it up. Uh, initially. Yeah. I think he didn't like being the focus of it after a while. Right. Just a mad scientist. Yeah, he, doesn't yeah. want, he doesn't want the attention. And then, like, a couple guys later, this one guy was, like, bombing super hard. And he's like, yeah, I heard that riblet shit. I'm not impressed. <laughs> oh, geez. He's like, I don't even believe you invented the riblet. What's your name? I looked it up. <laughs> and he's like, fuck you, man. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that show was fun. I got on at uh, Laughing Skull, which is the yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. premier club. For sure. There. Like the open mic or what? The open mic. Okay. Um, How was it? How is the room? Can you describe the room? So it's a sm- it's a small club. It's a boutique club. It only seats like seventy people. 
That's good. And you have to kind of. I didn't of, notice they do a festival. I didn't know it was like so small. They they might have other venues for the festival. I don't know. I'd heard about that too. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like a, like a theater style seating mm-hmm. uh, where there's like tiers of seats. Oh, I like uh, that. Okay. Yeah, you you see a lot of people in there. Tables and, or no tables? I think small tables. Yeah. You want it, you want a table. Yeah, I mean cuz people are eating and drinking it, right. it it's it's inside of a burger restaurant. Mm. The Vortex. Good burgers? Mm, I've actually never had them. Oh. But they're famous for what's called like the the triple bypass burger. Okay. Which is like this massive like $60 monstrosity of a burger that's like got grilled cheeses for buns and it's just Oh, I've heard about covered that. in yes. shit. It's yes. ridiculous. Yeah. And like a ton of places have that now, but it's like the original right. like joke burger that you're not supposed to order. But it's crazy. Um I don't know. The, the crowd seemed a little, little exhausted. Like okay. people were, people were giving good jokes to them and giving good performances to them. But it was, uh, it was the day after New Year's Eve. Oh yeah, yeah, probably hungover. Yeah, like it was that Monday, and people were just kind of mm, stiff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a nice club. Uh, they got a punchline there also, but their open mic had been canceled okay. for the uh, for the weekend for the holiday. Did you have to pre-sign up for the Laughing Skull thing? or So, like, to get on there, you have to message them weeks in advance okay, it's to do like it. TCC and, like, it, it seems kind of more like the guy who books it is pretty tapped into the scene. Uh, and he picks who he wants to be on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got put on this New Year's Eve secret show. And I show up for it. Like a proper secret show? Yeah, it's it's a... it's. Well, they they do it every week, so I don't really know how secret it is. But I mean, is it? It's not associated with like the don't tell. No, no, it's not associated with don't tell. It's okay. just they call it a secret show. Okay. Um, and I show up, and you know, the place this bar that is it, it's New Year's Eve. This place is just like jumping. There's okay. a line out the door. There's what security. Time it's at one a.m. Okay. They show up at like twelve thirty. And it doesn't really look like a comedy show is going down there. And I'm like, hey, I'm on the comedy show tonight. And security is like, oh, well, we don't know if there's comedy tonight, but we'll let you in. Mm-hmm. And I message the guy who got me on the show. And he's like, oh, shit. Sorry, man. I forgot to tell you. No secret show tonight. And I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. But then I was able to, like, guilt him into giving me contacts for the Laughing Skull. And I messaged the guy and was like, hey, I'm in town. Can you put me on an open mic? Well, that's he was like, sweet. yeah, I got you. That's sweet. Yeah. And like, I'd already impressed a couple people. So they were okay with it. And then uh, the last show that I did really fucking killed it. Just a bar show. But, you know, if you can... If you can get and kill a hard crowd, oh yeah, yeah, like that's what people saw me do, and they're like, "Oh wow, this guy knows what he's doing." And uh, you know, there was an SNL writer on that, and another guy who was like a local headliner, and they were like, "Wow, man, good work." And I was like, "Yeah, Sweet. what's up?" Do you think? 
How are the crowds compared to Seattle? Like, I know when I went to Oregon or if I leave Seattle to do comedy, mm-hmm. I always feel like my jokes hit harder. Like, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. like it's hard to make people in Seattle laugh. And if you can, it's like not easy to do it when you go somewhere else. But it's just like I don't know. It kind of like popping them a little bit more. Um, honestly, I would say they were pretty similar. Okay. To Seattle audiences. Intellectual, uh, cold. Yeah, you know they're 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 city folk for the most part. Um, there were way more black people in every audience. I would imagine so. So, I, I would say that like different things were sacred to them mm-hmm. compared to like you know Seattle folks. Um, you know, anything about, like, uh, abortion, or I tried to talk about 9-11 one time, it kind of spooked them a little bit. But, yeah, you know, you just got to kind of calibrate things a little bit differently. Uh, I noticed, you know, there were a lot more black people telling jokes about race, but also a lot more, like, uh, white and brown people telling jokes about race. Mm -hmm. And it was okay. Because it's like Atlanta, it, it's one of the most culturally diverse cities right. anywhere. Right, like right. really every nationality represented. So people kind of like – you're okay. able to talk about like the nuances of racial relations and everyone kind of gets it. You know, and it's more – you know, a white person starts talking about black stuff and people are like, all right, let's hear him out. Okay. As opposed to here, white people start talking about black stuff, and it you're you got to dig yourself out of a much bigger hole. For sure. Yeah. So, That's you know that 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 was kind of nice. Uh, yeah. No, I I really enjoyed doing comedy there, and there's a lot of other markets that you can get to. There's a couple big cities in Tennessee that are close by, South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, Tennessee has got some stuff. Yeah, yeah, Chattanooga yeah, has Nashville. got some shows. Nashville's only like four hours away. Knoxville's like three hours away. Yeah, I don't think there's much in Alabama, but there might be in Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham's pretty close. And then, and then the next. Uh, then it's a ways away from anything else. Local comedian Adam Tiller was telling me that Ohio, I don't know where in Ohio, but apparently Ohio is a decent place to move to be a road comic because oh, sure. there's like 50 different clubs within a 10 hour like a 10 hour radius mm-hmm. and the cost of living is cheaper super low and so you know you could just your vote counts in every election yeah but i mean 50 clubs i mean that's every that's two weekends off you know what i mean like yeah well guess we're moving to ohio I mean, once he said it, I was like, oh, damn. But, I mean, I don't want to live in fucking Ohio, though. No. I've been to Ohio. I mean, why, why, the whole point of being a comedian is not to have to be in Ohio. Largely. Yeah. Although, I mean, I, I would do some shows in Ohio for oh, sure. Oh, sure. Who is it? Uh, Teal Devaney's moving to Cleveland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, like, you can get a house for, like, yeah, 40 grand. Right. Yeah. But you got to live in Cleveland. Got to live in Cleveland. And uh, that's the thing. I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. uh, Extremely underwhelmed by it. Yeah. Extremely underwhelmed. Well, you don't even like those bands. I like classic rock. Yeah, that's true. I like classic rock. I like, I mean, they had. 
Where's the Crust Punk Hall of Fame? <laughs> uh, Bed-Stuy? No. Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a funny enough answer. Just some train yard somewhere. Just uh, you have to crawl through a washing machine, and it leads to like a labyrinth. But then Alice Cooper had a restaurant near the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and yeah. I ate there, and it was just like basically might as well have been eating at TGI Fridays, except like there was Alice Cooper stuff there. And Were like, the waitresses in like Alice Cooper face makeup? No, it was more like apparently Alice Cooper really loves baseball. And so it was like kind of like a baseball themed restaurant. I don't know. It was like, it was weird. It was like I, me and monkey master did this epic road trip. We went to the rock and roll hall of fame and as one of our stops and yeah, it was just like, man, this place stinks. Just yeah. like this place is like garbage. Fucking like we went it was like late fall and it was just like it was like, boy, Ohio is just gross and there's nothing here and this rock and roll hall of fame is like barely interesting. Uh are you tapped into the recent Ohio memes? Yeah, I don't know the origin and I'm already tired of seeing how everyone's like average day in Ohio, average average Ohio citizen, just like about whatever. And just that it's trash. Yeah, just that it's yeah. awful. And it's just you, like, so you you agree with it, but you I don't you're done with the meme. I mean, I'm bored with the meme, but yeah, no, the sentiment is very real. Uh, they make a jigsaw puzzle, and you know the box, the cover of the puzzle. It's just like oh, beautiful Ohio, mm-hmm. and it's like a naturescape of Ohio. But then when you put the puzzle together, it's like a junkyard. Okay. So it's like actually Ohio. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was just bleak. It was just gray, flat, and just felt depressing. Yeah. It's like there used to be industry there. Did there? Yeah. Oh, what? yeah. It was, it's, it's, it's a rust belt, baby. Wait, what, were, what was popping in Ohio? Probably like steel. Hmm. I know the mob was. Whole manufacturing. Kind of there. Yeah. You know, they used to have something. Like Detroit. It was like a shittier version of Detroit when Detroit was good. Okay. It's still like a shittier version of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even have LeBron James anymore. Hmm. Is that because Clinton signed the NAFTA agreement and all the industry went to China? Yeah. Is is that what killed Ohio? And LeBron James. And LeBron. NAFTA was like, LeBron, got to get out. LeBron's from Ohio. Yeah, yeah, he was from uh, Akron, Ohio. Okay. And uh, he played for the Cleveland Cavaliers when he first got out of the league. And it was like, oh my God, our, our local basketball Jesus has returned to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he went to Miami and won a bunch of championships there. And they were all like, oh, fuck you, LeBron. But then he came back. Oh. And they were like, oh, LeBron, we love you again. And he won a bunch of championships with Cleveland. And then he moved to LA. And they're like, oh, fuck you again, LeBron. Is it because Cleveland or. Is because Ohio couldn't pay him top dollar? Yeah, probably something like that. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to ask LeBron. Right. Get him on the horn. LeBron, this is a challenge to you. Yeah, explain. Yeah, explain yourself live on the Rain City Jerks. Is he really the greatest? I really, I don't, I know nothing about basketball. So, so like, We're we're in kind of what's called the super team era. I know Kevin Durant's supposed to be gnarly too. Kevin Durant's great. Yeah. But like what big market teams will do now is buy like three or four like superstar all-star players. Yeah. 
and put them on the team and it's like, okay, well. Now you're an unstoppable force. Yeah, now you're unstoppable. And there were like two or three different super teams that were just like wrecking people through the 2000s. And that is the Celtics and the Lakers? The Celtics were one. The Lakers were one. Uh, the Heat did it for a while. Uh, Brooklyn tried to do it, but that was it didn't work out yeah, for them. I know the Boston-LA rivalry is like a big one, right? Well, it used to be. It used to be. It used to be back in the uh, Bill Russell and Larry Bird days. Yeah, why? Uh, versus Kareem. Because they were the best teams. Oh, okay. One from the East, one from the West, oh, and they gotcha. would just, you know, beat everyone else and play in the championships. That was that was like before Michael Jordan's. That was like in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, basketball is pretty good again. You know, I've been more into the idea of watching it. I was hanging out with Reese and Jamal, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jamal had it on. Yeah. And I was like, this is actually kind of fun to watch. Like, I don't really know what's going on, but like, yeah. I I don't, I can appreciate the sportsmanship of it more than, say, football, because like, it's not a contact sport, really. And so, like, it really is about just like precision and sure. like agility. Know, agility and stuff. And so, that's pretty cool. But overall, I don't even know the rules, to be honest. I know the basics, but like, if you really want to enjoy watching sports start betting on it yeah i hate losing money yeah me too but i love winning it yeah i'm not willing i'm not willing to make that gamble yeah that's that's why they call it gambling i'm no craig stewart oh man is he gone yeah he's gone okay fucking hero (laughs) we got to get him we got to get him on the he's coming back with an std there's no way craig stewart doesn't come back from six months in indonesia with uh, without an std or at least having had one while there. Maybe. Several illegitimate children gestating <laughs> in the stomachs Ugh. of Indonesian peasant girls. That guy is, he looks so innocent. And then you listen to him talk and it's just like, you're the one of the biggest degenerates I've ever met. And you're like 26 years old. <laughs> <laughs> He's already given up on life. It's great. It's insane. Yeah. He's like, oh, God, I'm so old now. Yeah, it's like, I, I thought he was like 35 or yeah. something. But like, no, he's like, tw- he's like legitimately 26, right? Yeah. Like something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was like 35. And he's always talking about like his degenerate behavior. <laughs> I'm just like, holy fuck, dude. But he looks so innocent and looks like he's got his shit together. I mean, ostensibly, he does have he his has shit. His, he has yeah. some of his shit together. Like, yeah. it's not like he's living on the streets. Right. He, he can afford to have many vices. Hmm. That's the dream right there. He's not a substance guy, and I think that's what's keeping him on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. I think if he got too deep into a cocaine pocket, that could off like a derail old craggy. Oh, big time. He'd go to like a, a nice rehab, though. Maybe, yeah. Man, I bet. I bet parents who like pony up to send their kids to a nice rehab, and then they just start fucking. Doing drugs right as soon as they get out. Yeah. Like, God, we wasted so much money. Sending him to Whispering Pines. <laughs> Could have just sent him to the methadone clinic, baby. Yeah, it's wild. I don't know. I just... Every day, I, I am so thankful that I have a vasectomy and I will never be a parent and have to, like, worry about any of that. Mm, I, I, uh, I'm conflicted. You know, I mostly only want kids when I'm horny. Sure. 
That I, I I've never felt that, but I yeah. can, I can understand. Like I'll get horny, like oh, I want to fucking yeah. impregnate. I mean, I like to have sex wrong. My favorite place to come is not a vagina, and yeah. so like no part of my body is like you should have children. It, like every part of my brain is like don't. <laughs> Uh, and so I get that the normal human impulse would probably be like, I'm horny, have a child. How old were you when you had anal sex for the first time? 17. 17? Around there, 16, 17. And was it just like a huge revelation yes, for you? absolutely. You were like, oh, this is way better. Yeah. 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 100%. Okay. Crossing from the darkness into the light. Yeah. I've recently also recent yeah, I've also recently discovered, you know, this late in the game is kind of fun and interesting. Um I legitimately now have a clown fetish. Like it's Yeah. I've had like I've been into clowns for way longer than it's been cool. Like it's just I've been into clowns for so long. Not scary clowns, I don't like scary yeah. clowns, just regular ass circus clowns, birthday clowns. Well, it and, makes sense at this point in the national consciousness. You know, clowns used to be scary. Yeah. Like, there was like a 20-year stretch where it was like, clowns, scary. But then they've been scary for long enough that now it's starting. People are starting to fetishize that fear. Yeah. And yeah. It, there's a lot of hot girls on TikTok as clowns. Yeah. I would pay for sex with a clown. But the thing is, it would have to be very specifically, she's already a clown yeah. prostitute. It's, not a prostitute who dresses up like a clown. Right. Yeah. The, That's not a real clown. Right. I, it has to be a hundred percent authentic. Yeah. Like they have to, it has to be their shtick entirely. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where. That's uh, rare. I don't know yeah. where the fuck to even begin looking for that. What about a mime? Would you do a mime? No, that's the same. What about like, but I would pay for clown sex. What about like a, a a chick that does like juggling and fire hoops and stuff? No, no, no. That's like, a, that's like a Burning Man. Yeah, chick. there's probably like dreads and patchouli attached to that. Man, I, I wonder every year how many dreadlocks get set on fire <laughs> in like a fire poi spinning a lot accident. Probably a yeah. lot because those things go right up, man. They're maybe, oily. Maybe they like soak their dreads in water first. Mm. Like asbestos? Yeah. I think clowns... uh, I think about clowns a lot. And not just in a sexual way, but in like what they represent. And I think they have always been a little scary and have always like made people uncomfortable because it's like holding a mirror up to the society that they are clowning in. Like they are a representation of the true zeitgeist of that culture. And like when scary clowns were on the rise, that was like a particularly violent and kind of like scary ish part of American history a little bit more. And so it was just, you know, the juggalo is very much the, the, the vibe of America, uh, at their heyday. I think clowns ultimately just represent the fears we have about ourselves and show a true picture of what humans actually look like. That's why in like the forties and stuff like the hobo clown was very popular because there were so many people or, you know, out of work due to, well, I guess in the twenties really like the hobo clown for like the great depression Mm -hmm. and stuff. It just shows the true nature of humans. I don't know, man. I think people just like laughing at a funny guy. 
Yeah, but because it's so and that, that's what exi- that existed way before like stand up comedy. Yeah, but you I know, think like it's a jester and a juggler. Yeah, and they kind of held up a mirror, but like, okay, so it's maybe fifty fifty like people who are like, oh, this is uh, a mirror of society's dark shadow. And, you know, so, some people can see that, but other people's just like, oh, look at that fucking guy. Look at him go. Sure. He's juggling. How many are in that car? That's wild. Sure, fucking sure. Fucking yokels, man. But I think they're not scared of him. I think the fear, what I'm talking about. Yeah, is, no, they're not scared of yeah, clowns. That's, I think the fear that's the comes, audience for clowns. Yeah, I think the fear of clowns comes from realizing it's like an uncanny valley kind of thing of just like you realize that it's like showing you yourself. People who think like that have so many other anxieties in addition to clowns, though. Probably. They're, like, afraid of everything. (laughs) Yeah. Which I can't can't relate to. Oh, the word moist. Being afraid of things. Really. Oh, January 6th. (laughs) Happy January 6th, everyone. It's a couple days late. A couple days late. A couple days late. Yeah, nothing happened. They... There was no. They walked in like a single file line, in like the velvet rope stanchions. Mm. Yeah. What a fun time! It was, I mean, I I would have fucking gone storming the Capitol. That would have been super fun. Yeah. You yeah. know, I've always wanted to see Nancy Pelosi's computer. Yeah. H- how else would I have seen it other than like? A controlled opposition insurrection. It's really too bad no one thought to bring, like, gasoline and just burnt the building down. Yeah, they were never really... They were never really trying to have an insurrection. No. Like, people had been burning government buildings down, like, for a year before that happened. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. They just wanted to kind of, like... I think it was a mock... Uh, insurrection to show how ineffectual any sort of uprising is and that if you are a part of any sort of uprising, you'll be mocked mm-hmm. and the mob will chastise you publicly and you'll be humiliated and that's enough to keep people from ever wanting to do it again. Yeah. I were able to demonize the right wing. Right. Give like liberal news Div- fodder for like... And div- they're, they're still talking about it. And divide the divide people even more on this idea of like the concept that even the thought of overthrowing the government could even be tolerant. You know what I mean? Like now if you talk about overthrowing the government, Oh, what are you like a MAGA guy? It's like, no, like I'm not. But, no, I just hate the government. Yeah. Like, I hated the government before Donald Trump was even on TV. Right. And so, uh, I don't know. The world is, uh, you know, crumbling around our ears, as we've been saying for the past year, as we all know. Caliuga, and, baby. Yeah, yeah. Caliuga, uh, 2021. Yeah. Or, I mean, 2012. Uh, you know, it's it doesn't right. happen on a day. It's like, it does. spring is not, does not occur on a single day. It's a gradual yeah. process. The December 21st, 2012 was just the first day of this new spring, and now we're the earth is warming. We're feeling those those tingles. Men, men turned away from righteousness a long time ago. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We're living in purgatory. We might all be dead already. The Large Hadron Collider turned on. Sure, sure. And we very well could be living in some sort of hellish uh, sub or, you know, 
sideways reality where everything seems so chaotic, but no one's willing to talk about it. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Coast to Coast recently. I've, I found a, a treasure trove of old Art Bell on Coast to Coast. Yeah, you send me those. I never listened to them. <sighs> Boy, you're missing out. I like the ones from like the early 90s like or mid-90s. And the way they talk about the internet, he's like, I've got a 56K modem cooking over here. I'm on the internet. You can you just like, you can go to AOL. It's just like, I don't know, and listening to their predictions, but also the fact that like they've been talking about the exact same, like the exact same problems yeah. that existed back then are also still existing now. Like nothing has really changed. Yeah, they were talking about it 200 years ago. Uh, human condition. Maybe. I think, I don't know, but the, also just the way that they're talking about the internet and how it's so new and mm. just like the way that they interact with it versus how they interact with it now. It's, listening to the old Art Bell uh, coast to coast on from the 90s is my, are my favorites, though. It's just it's so antiquated. People were, people were pushing back the same way against like the printing press. For sure. Like For the, sure. The word of God was never meant to be written down. Right. Only only the priests and fathers were supposed to pass it on to their flocks. Yeah, it's Yeah. That's just now like change happens so much faster. We've got so much more to push back against at all times. It's overwhelming. And yeah. I feel it I feel, you know, the the age setting in to where like I'm aware of TikTok. I use TikTok. Mm-hmm. I post on there. Uh you can follow me on TikTok. And but whatever the next thing is, like whatever the next Facebook, you know, thing is, I can't even imagine what it is. But whatever it is, like, I don't know if I'm going to be on board for it. I don't know if I'm just going to be like, I'm done. This is too much. I like, mean, TikTok is just Vine with like the Chinese government <laughs> pushing it. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like it's that much different than, you know. Some, I never, something that we had before. I never used Vine. I just like would watch Vine compilations on YouTube. Yeah, same. Um, and a lot of World Star Hip Hop on Vine. That's what I oh, watched. Oh man, World Star Hip Hop. That's I just love watching people get knocked out. It's great. It's super fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Whatever the next. I I think the next thing is going to be. Something VR. Yeah, I agree. Like, to this point, VR sucks. Yeah. Like, it still sucks. Even the best VR is not great. Right. But the first VR thing to, like, hit, like, I think it'll be, like, some sort of neural chip. Would you get one? That's what I mean. I don't know if I would. That's what I mean. I don't know if I would do it. I I don't even have, like, a gaming system as is. Like, uh, I don't know if if I would let... Brett down at Best Buy stick a chip in my head. Yeah, they'll just do it to babies when they get born. <laughs> in 20 years. If babies are being born. Hatched in their fucking tubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, people aren't having babies. In this economy? Yeah, it's wild that people are. Willingly. I get the accidents, but like people being like, you know what, there needs to be more of me in this I saw I saw some like study that was done where it shows like the divide is people who believe in God versus people who don't believe in God. I believe that. And like if you believe in God, you have this kind of imperative to have a baby. Right. Whereas if you don't, you're kind of like, mm, well, I'm not going to 
voluntarily subject myself to a much harder, more difficult life to do this thing. Right. So, yeah. Good good work for people who believe in something. Yeah, it's good to believe in something, I guess. But having a baby ain't it. Are there cryptids that you believe in? Uh, I believe, yeah, I believe in some cryptids. Which cryptids do you believe in? I think Bigfoot's real. You think Bigfoot's real? Do you think Bigfoot still exists, or do you think Bigfoot was real? I think Bigfoot still exists. Okay. I think that there's probably evidence that's just being subverted. I think that, like, there's states that have no-kill rules for Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's insane legislation on a lark. And so, uh, I think... I think there's something that and I think we're not being told about and just to keep it secret. I don't I don't I don't have any speculation on what it is, what it does, uh alien, sentient, whatever. I don't know. I just think it's real. Do you think that there's Do you think that there was a race of giants? Yes. that predated human civilization. I do also believe that. Yeah. I I also should just the caveat I believe these things not because they matter, but because it makes just being alive more fun. To, so you want to believe? I want to believe these. Okay, Fox Mulder. Because it doesn't uh, change my reality, any like an iota to be like. I think that there used to be giants. Just makes it more fun. Yeah. Uh, Same with the chupacabra. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably kicking around. Don't know what it is. Uh, can't even speculate, but I think it's probably a thing. Okay. I don't believe in the Jersey Devil. I think that's. Not real. That was probably just some Guido. I don't know. Although in like 1902 or something, there was like some newspaper account of like how like some local firemen were like hosing this like horse face bat winged creature down in some like tiny town in uh, New Jersey. It was like on top of a building and they were like shooting water at it and like flew off or something. So I don't know what that is, but sure. like maybe that was something. It's definitely something. I think that those are all the cryptids I believe in. Mostly the chupacabra. Chupacabra and Bigfoot. And Bigfoot. Uh, I don't think Mothman's real. Yeah, probably not. Do you think that the earth is hollow? Ah, here's one. Do you, do you Undecided, think, but I want it to be true. Do you think that the continent of Atlantis ever existed yeah i think it's antarctica i think it's antarctica yeah do you think it's just covered in ice right now yeah i mean we know for a hundred percent fact that if you drill down to the like surface level of the continent you know under all the ice that there are tropical plants under there there are you know there's ferns and all sorts of like tropical plants under there yeah and like medieval maps yeah show that Right, it's there. Yeah, it used to be an it used to be a uh, equatorial continent, and uh, then there was like a pole shift, and it moved down there. Or yeah, something. global warming. We're in an ice age, baby. Yeah, no, I I do believe that Antarctica is Atlantis, and uh, whether we find anything out or not, I think that there's some probably some interesting things happening down God, there. That Atlantean pussy just hits different. It probably does. Yeah, dog. What about you? Permafrost? Where are you on all this cryptid stuff? <sighs> cryptid stuff. Uh, definitely believe in aliens. Okay. Think they're sure. I don't count them as cryptids, but yeah, sure. I believe in aliens. Uh, I believe in 
some amount of like latent human psychic power. Sure, same. that can be released and realized. Yeah, uh, I still don't think that's a cryptid, but again, I believe in that. Yeah. Okay, uh, so cryptid specifically. Uh, golems, I believe in golems. Of course. Cultural yeah. heritage, you got Cultural it. Cultural heritage. Well, I, th- I think what happened is, like, with humans, there's this finite amount of, like, soul power. Yeah. And when we had, like, less than a billion people on the planet... It was more concentrated. Exactly. It was concentrated in each person, and I've we could com- manipulate and channel this stuff. I've come to the same conclusion. Under- and now that, like... Now we've taken that and, like, put it into our machines. Yeah. You know, we've got tech that can do things that are you know as impressive as magic but we can't like channel our soul power to like build pyramids right or lift heavy rocks i agree yeah i agree um golems uh i believe in uh quetzalcoatl okay the the sure incan bird god yeah uh i i think he's way less impressive like i don't think he's that much bigger than like a regular bird Okay, but that he was way more impressive to them because you know they weren't jaded from the internet. <sighs> what else do I believe in? Yetis for sure, but that's just a Bigfoot. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what to think about dragons. Yeah, I don't know because that's like every culture in the world, right? Depicts dragons. Yeah, like dra- dragons and like like gnomish folk. Sure. Oh, yeah, Yeah, it sure. exists in every culture. I, yeah, I believe in the fae. The fae folk. I believe in the yeah. fae folk, for sure. Uh, dragons, I think people might have just been finding dinosaur bones and then sure. like coming up with stories or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the very least. But, I don't know, maybe some sort of pterodactyl survived for for longer. Some sort of pterodactyl, or maybe like before humans had largely like habitat destroyed everything like right. stuff could just get bigger right like that there was megafauna still around and now it's extinct right i mean that has to be true that yeah. there's so many extinct things that like we just don't know about or shit where it's like oh we'll find one of these things that we thought was extinct like the greenland sharks right or uh the coelacanth yeah right so and there's a there's a cryptid that turned out to be real the coelacanth? Yeah. Was it a cryptid? Well, I mean... It was extinct. Right. But it's not like it, it's not like magic. No. It's just it's, an ancient fish. Right. But I think, I think it was... Cl- the, the Cryptozoology uh, Museum mm-hmm. is headquartered in Portland, Maine. And I've been several times. And their, okay. Their main logo... Their logo... Yeah. Not their main logo, but their total logo. Their logo... Uh, is a coelacanth. Okay. And so they're the cryptid museum, and their logo is that fish. So I don't know if it's a cryptid, but I associate it due to that. Do the people at the cryptid museum believe in cryptids? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the uh, the guy, uh, uh, Lorne Coleman. He, I'm pretty sure that's the name, Lorne Coleman, something like that. He's been on Coast to Coast a bunch of times. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh... Who's that guy? Bob Lazar? Is he ever on Coast to Coast? Yeah. I, mean, I think he's been on a couple of them anyway. Yeah. I, I know his story. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't find him that to be that in I mean, it's interesting for mm-hmm. sure, but like I don't care. I've heard his story. Yeah. Um 
not much more information. Oh, the government has a secret program. You're kidding. Wow. Who, yeah. who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, I saw the movie Independence Day. <laughs> it's a documentary now. Who knows what? Like, would you rather? <clears throat> would you rather have access to all the information? Like, you could just know everything about one of these organizations. Would you rather know all of what DARPA is doing, or would you rather have access to all of the? information stored underneath the Vatican, like all of like the, you know, wild historical shit that like, what's DARPA? That's just defense and research. Oh, I'd rather have them for sure. Just like, you know, alien tech. Yeah. Like, yeah. Back engineering, like in creating cyborgs and yeah. stuff. I don't, I don't care about the Vatican's porn stash. Oh, what if they have a mummified alien? Can I fuck it? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you jizz on it, it comes back to life. I don't know. What if, I mean, the Vatican might have alien tech too, because, I mean, at the time, right? Like medieval and prior, like, yeah, dark age to whenever. Like, if you found something weird, you'd send it Give to the Vatican. Church, yeah. And so who knows what they have? They took it and burned down your village for yeah. heresy. Yeah. I think, mean, who, like, that was Area 51 for, you know, a thousand years or whatever and like no one can go in their shit and so who knows what they have i bet they'd let me in yeah like hey i'm the pope's uh nephew <laughs> let me read some books let me uh let me down in the crypts let me uh poke around i got a ch- i got a check for heresy you know they have like human skin witch books and, yeah of course like got all the different books of the dead they got everything yeah they got probably like swords that like are actually blessed by an angel and like can like cut through stone or who knows they've got like they got all the weird shit for they've like got a thousands blood of descendant years. of jesus who's just like disgusting and inbred absolutely uh just chained up down there just chained up he's immortal but he's just chained up yeah. down there they just you know have clone vats of him mm, mm-hmm. trying to like artificially breed the second coming. They got uh, coming. Leonardo da Vinci's uh, wormhole. Yeah, yeah. They've got Leonardo DiCaprio's boy hole. <laughs> boy hole. They've got all like the the twenty one year olds waiting to be released to him. The the Pope probably doesn't even know what's down there. No, it's the Congress of Cardinals that hold all the power. Right. The Pope is just like their their presidential figurehead. To be the librarian of the Vatican. Oh, that guy's probably he's got that guy's like a vampire. He is a vampire. Yeah, that guy that guy's He doesn't walk, he just floats around in like dusty hallways and like he knows exactly where whatever you're looking for is. That guy's like drinking stem cells. They probably have Dracula's rings in the Vatican. Still on Dracula's hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I if I had the choice between like really diving deep into what's underneath the Vatican versus what's going on at DARPA, I would definitely choose the Vatican. That's not a shocker. But that's because I'm. I don't know. Yeah, I want. I want to know about the old weird stuff. You care more about the arcane. Yeah, than cyborg dogs with laser gun buttholes. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> 
dog like goes to sniff a laser dog's butthole. <laughs> yeah. Just gets incinerated. Their tail is a helicopter. <laughs> He's a good pupper. <laughs> that yeah, P U P P R. What would that stand for? Uh Proto Ultra Or P U P R. Just P U P R. Proto utility pup robot. Okay. I don't know. That's nothing. Oh, have you seen uh, you've seen those Boston Dynamics robots, right? That look like a little dog. Yeah, I hate them. Scamper. Yeah, they're terrible. They, they mount guns on them now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what they're for. Uh, but I saw one with like a rubber dog head on it, like a dog ugh, mask, ugh. playing with other dogs. <laughs> and they were the, they the, were freaking out. Yeah. I bet they're just like the uncanny valley. Yeah. They're just like, no. They're like, oh, we hate it. <laughs> Trying to sniff its butt. It's got no butt. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah, they start humping and they just get electrocuted. Yeah, they go back and hump it again. You got to try. You know that they have like drone rats now that can just like crawl through sewers and stuff and probably yeah. like, blow up. Like, of course. Drone- that, that That's... You just put a microchip in a brain, a rat's brain, and just drive it around like a drone. K- kids with control sticks are going to be the soldiers of the future, for sure. Yeah. Bring out the mechs. Bring out the st- space marines. Give me an armored core. Yeah. Uh, give me a Gundam. Feels- I mean, th- that that's that's how we could get like American youth to be excited about joining the army again. Is it Gundam? It's Gundams. It's like you kids love anime. We know you love anime. I think Space Marines is easier to achieve. Oh, just, yeah. It's way less expensive. We already have Marines. Right. You just send them into space. Building a Gundam is... Or I mean like the armor. It's a lot of resources. The armor and the guns. Yeah. Uh, space Marines versus like Gears of War guys. I don't really know Gears of War guys. Yeah, me neither. Uh, well, the Space Marines are all like... Genetically modified, right? Yeah. They've been blessed with the gene seed. Yeah, of the emperor. Well, of a primarch. Of a primarch. See, you got the... like an emperor. You got the emperor of man. Yeah. Who has been around for thousands of years, guiding humanity through his various iterations. What happened was many... In the dark, like in the prehistory of man, like 10 powerful shamans got together and sacrificed themselves and like imbued this baby i think with like the power of 10 shamans and so mm. he became the most powerful psychic in the world and immortal in the process and so he's been guiding humanity for thousands of years secretly and then eventually he uh made himself known took over the world conquered the whole planet and uh somewhere in there he rose he raised an army mm. but he needed generals and so he Clone, essentially cloned himself 20-something times. Yeah. And those are the Primarchs, his children. The, gotcha. And they're like the generals of all these different factions that do have different uh, purposes within the... Uh, so they've got the power of what, like maybe four and a half shamans? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're ja- like the Primarch, to the Emperor of Man, the, the Primarchs are basically children. Yeah. But... To an average space marine, the Primarch is their father. So gotcha. The average space marine is still a super jacked up superhuman, yeah. but compared to the Primarch, they're well, not- and they're also zealots, right? 
A lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And they have like you know religious fervor that they're yeah. fighting with. Right, right. And ten thousand people got to be sacrificed to the golden throne every day to keep that psychic energy flowing. Because is it like a ritual sacrifice, or they just have to go like wage war? I th- I think it's a ritual sacrifice. Hmm? Uh, I'm pretty sure they have to do it right at the golden throne because the emperor of man is uh, entombed in that because he, his son. Uh, Horus caused the Horus heresy, yeah. and they the Emperor of Man was uh, gravely wounded, and so they entombed him in this golden throne. And he's still the most powerful psyker in the world. Yeah, but he needs all these sacrifices to absorb that yeah. psychic energy, so that he can uh, send his ships through the warp. Because he got to use psychic energy to right, get through right. the warp. And so they got to keep the Emperor alive; otherwise, the whole empire falls apart. Well, there's, you know, if there's only like three thousand sacrifices, he gets really sad and moody. Yeah. Some ships don't make it. It's like oh, I don't want to. Anyway, I've been digging way into Warhammer. Obviously, and, obviously. Uh, Henry Cavill, no longer Superman. He's going to be. He's putting out a Warhammer TV show on Amazon. It's on brand. He loves. He's a big Warhammer fan. Do you hear? Didn't he quit The Witcher? Also, maybe. Yeah, he had some sort of like conflict with the writing staff that they weren't authentic enough to the game. Yeah, he's a huge nerd. Yeah, he's a huge nerd. And he loves and he's like probably got the huge dong and he's like handsome as fuck. Yeah. And he just wants to paint little models and play video games. Uh, But yeah, he's, he's going to the hero we need. He's going to be in a uh, Warhammer TV show and. God damn. I, I'm so excited. It's to the point though where like <laughs> like I haven't like I've always been into Warhammer and stuff, yeah. but like uh it's only been ramping up like over the last six, eight months or so. Yeah, you you've mentioned it a bunch. And like it's recently. to the point of, like am I being subliminally like conditioned to want this TV show? Because like ha- like obviously this TV show has been in some sort of state of production for a few months for it to be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, how is it my interest is growing as this TV show is being put out? How is my interest growing in The Sopranos a few months prior to the movie being announced? You know what I mean? Just like, I just, I don't, I don't understand. It's just, I'm like, I feel like I'm being subliminally fucked with and like my interest and stuff grow and rise with like the ability to consume it. Yeah. You think you can't be marketed to, but you can. I don't know what's going on, but I watch so many Warhammer videos on TikTok and YouTube, and boy, I'm deep. You're deep. You want to call it? I got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, you got to go work the door. Work that dough. All right, bye.